Hello there everybody, welcome back to another episode of Queen Chats. Uh, we hope that, well when this episode comes out, it's the countdown to Christmas. Christmas will be this week. Uh, everyone's going crazy about that. Um, <laughs> so today of course we are talking about um, mental health and having an honest talk, an honest approach into the local pageantry and talk about different experiences. Now today, a trigger warning, of course, we are talking about um, different aspects of mental health, but we will be focusing um, on eating disorders. So if this is something that triggers you, please re-watch this when you're in a better frame of mind um, or skip this episode. Um, it's entirely up to you. But we speak a lot about different things that may help and you might feel that you're not alone in this mental health journey. So without further ado, I will introduce the other lady on the line. So if you'd like to say your name and your title for me. Oh, hello. Um, Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, I'm Michelle McGee, or Michelle Lopez, that's my um, married name. Mm-hmm. And I'm Mrs. Surrey Atlantic. And we were just saying April is the competition. So not long to go. It will fly past. It'll be Christmas, then it'll be Easter, and then <gasps> Advent Finals. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> so of course we are talking about mental health and talking about your mental health journey so can you take us back to um what your mental health journey has been like okay um so basically um I was a teenager about um 15 and I was mm-hmm. really into modeling I, I really wanted to be a model and I thought to be a model you had to be really skinny like mm-hmm. Kate Moss at the time. So um, I was anorexic, basically, and um, I wouldn't eat all day. I would just have a chocolate bar in the middle of the day, and mm-hmm. that's it, and then have a little dinner. And I was losing a lot of weight, and um, my my family were really worried about me. And um, I, I think it's because of the modeling and, and the media Mm-hmm. and how I could see a lot of models were really skinny and I thought that's how I should look like and and nowadays um, I see a lot of curvaceous models top models mm-hmm. and um, it's really good that um, nowadays there's a lot of curved models and people are a lot more open-minded about um, what the ideal body type is and so a lot has changed since I was a teenager. Like um, in in the nineties, most of the models were really skinny, mm. and uh, nowadays you see a lot of curved models, and uh, like Cat Henry and yourself, and mm. and many more. So you know it's really different nowadays. But before, I thought that I had to be skinny to be you know, like to have the, the right body type. And I had anorexia from when I was 15 until 20. So it was a long time. And mm. um, like, I, I just wasn't eating enough. Um, my menstruation stopped mm. um, when I was 15. And I had to take medication to, to get my um, menstruation back so it was pretty heavy on on my body it seems like it's yeah the media especially around that time a lot of models were stick thin it was the the aim to be thin and it it could be so damaging and how did you 
realize that you did have um, anorexia, what was the turning point to to get back on track to start those periods again and to start eating normally? Well, I, I realized I wasn't normal. Like um, when my friends would invite me to eat with them, mm-hmm. I wouldn't join them because I didn't want to eat. I was so afraid of um, gaining weight. And I was 5'7 and just 90 pounds. I was really skinny. And I knew that something wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And I would just avoid um, eating with other people because I, I just didn't want to eat. Or I would just eat like really little by myself. And yeah. um, I remember uh, at dinner time, I didn't want to have my dinner. So I would just eat like chocolate powder. You know, I was like getting okay. really crazy with my eating. And I knew that, you know, this was a disorder. Mm. And it's it, at that time, I didn't even realize that it was a mental health issue mm. until now. I, I just thought, okay, I, I had an eating disorder. Um, it was anorexia, but I didn't realize it was a mental health issue until I learned a lot about mental health. Mm-hmm. So um, the road to recovery, did you, was it a slow process to start eating normally again? Did you have to have intervention? Um, what sort of things helped to get better? Oh, well, um, when I was 21, um, I had my first child. And when I was pregnant, um, I had to eat. I couldn't, yep. you know, not eat. And I was eating for my baby. Mm. And I was eating like really healthily. And, and that really changed me a lot, having a child. Because I never had therapy. Mm. Uh, my parents didn't understand that I had a mental illness. So I think it's really important that people learn about mental illnesses and and study about it, you know, and uh, eating disorders are really common, Mm. uh, especially with girls and teenagers, uh, young women. And um, so that's why it's really interesting to, to learn about mental health and um, how it affects a lot of people. And I mean, um, so I didn't have any therapy at all. Okay. And, and then it was just when I was pregnant that I stopped being anorexic because I had to eat. <laughs> mm. So it's definitely a different mindset. I think as well, especially with, um... so it's amazing how you got pregnant, especially if you said your menstrual cycle stopped as well and you started to take tablets to, to start it again. That's yeah, really good. I mean, because um, I, I stopped my menstruation when I was 15. Mm. And then I was like, you know, getting a little bit better with eating, but not, not really good. And mm. when I was 21, um, I started eating more. So I, I was getting better as I was becoming a woman. Yep. I think the transition from, you know, being a teenager turning into a woman is quite an awkward stage in your life and a lot of teenagers do have um you know issues and low self-esteem and um they have to work on their confidence and um so it's good to send messages out there on social media um about self-esteem and self-love and that's what i do like i i share um a lot of information on self-esteem and Mm -hmm. uh you know, spirituality, because um, 
you know, it's really important for people to to feel good. Yeah, especially um, as I said, social media is such a, a good tool to use for that. So, do you you think that for your mental health, um, like spirituality and self esteem and self love exercises, does that help your mental health? Definitely, yes, and. I've even been into like crystal healing mm. and uh, you know spiritual healing, and it, it's all really helpful. Meditation. Um, I've been teaching meditation and um, sharing my insights with other people. So yeah, it's and it's really good to connect with other people and uh, keep on learning, keep on researching. Mm, I, I'm very I'm very intrigued with crystal healing. I need to look a bit more into it um but definitely oh, right yeah. meditation and stuff like that is is so good um but it's so nice that your mindset changed when you had a child um because yeah you have to eat tea you've got to otherwise it's just gonna be so draining um exactly but, um so with that so now you've got into pageantry so how did that all come about um, well, when I was younger, um, I wanted to get into pageants, but um, but my father didn't really want me to. Like, he didn't have the the right um, perceptions about mm-hmm. pageants. So I, I entered a pageant when I was fourteen. But after that, my father was like, "Oh no, he he didn't think that you know pageants are good." And yeah. you know, but nowadays a lot has changed about pageants. And um, in the UK, there isn't an upper age limit for pageants. Mm. And I think it's fantastic that nowadays people are a lot more open-minded about the ideal body type. And, um, you know, pageants are more open-minded with the age limit. And um, it doesn't matter what your your body type is. And I think it's fantastic that, um, you know, people are are getting smarter and and you know getting more informed and um pageants have changed a lot so um you know now i'm 36 um Mm -hmm. i decided to enter a pageant because i i think it's the right time and um i find it exciting and it's (laughs) you know it's so good to have something to look forward to and you know making appearances and fundraising it's you know makes you feel happy and you're doing good it does indeed so for well for what you've won for an experience has pageantry helped or hindered your mental health at all oh it's definitely be help uh, it's definitely helping and and last year I, I had problems um with my partner mm. and um you know it was a tough time and so uh, recently I decided to join a pageant and it's definitely taken my mind off things and it's it's made me more um more ambitious and um confident and because I'm doing good and when I do good I, I get more confident like I, I think I'm making a difference and helping people and you decided to enter Atlantic now Atlantic of course does fundraise for mind um, which is their chosen charity you can, you can find most other charities but it is their chosen charity was that one of the reasons why you selected um, Atlantic yes it's one of the reasons and uh, um, 
it's a new pattern and I I did my research about it and I thought I fitted um into this kind of pattern. And um I am passionate about mental health and I'm fundraising also for um in charity. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's I feel really um happy with this pattern. <laughs> Oh, and that's that's the best thing. That's when you know that you're onto a good thing. If you're happy making the appearances, and you said you're fundraising for your own charity as well. Do you want to tell us a bit more about that? Oh yeah, also um, Action Aid because um, you know I I feel empathy for people living in poverty, mm-hmm. and um, because you know they could they can't help their circumstances, and I saw. Um, Action Aid, which helps um, women, some of the poorest women mm. in the world, and I did a center run to mm. um, to do fundraising uh, for the charity and help women uh, during this difficult time. Yeah, but the pandemic is very hard on a lot of people, but also before that as well, there are a lot of women living in poverty. So a really good. Um, thing to fundraise for well thank you so much for sharing your story um is there anything you'd like to say before we finish um oh thank you so much um for listening to my story and um yeah I I do have a bit of a speech impediment Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I'm sorry if you couldn't hear everything um crystal clear but um yeah I felt happy uh, sharing with everybody and it's been fun (laughs) Well, it was amazing because I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known at all. I could hear you perfectly. So, um, oh, it's really good. Yeah, I, I guess, really. That's, yeah. That's I, I, I really love hearing your story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for organizing this. And um, yeah, I guess it's part of the healing. Like I've been mm. doing a lot of healing, so <laughs> maybe, oh. maybe it's yeah, it's been helping me a lot. <laughs> And that's the thing with mental health as well. It's a, it's a, a healing process for a lot. We all know that it's ups and downs and, and sharing your story and helping someone else because someone else might feel exactly the same way as, as what you've been done. So um very happy to be a part of that healing journey and a massive good luck for April. Oh, thank you so much. And um, a massive good luck to you too. Um, the UK, UK Miss, was it UK's uh, National Miss? Yes, that one. Yes. Oh, so, so <laughs> not long as well. Not long at all. Yeah, exciting. Yeah. <laughs>